Welcome to the Can I Steal You for a Second podcast, a Bachelor podcast, and part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Hey everyone, Ashley and Natalie back with another episode of Can I Steal You for a Second? We took a little break last week, but we are so excited to be back recapping all of the excitement from this week's episode, Katie's Breaking Hearts, and we're going to dive all into that. But before we do, we just want to remind y'all, summer is here, and our friends at Manscaped have all of the fellas' hairy bodies covered. They just launched their fourth-generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the Lawnmower 4.0. Trim from the leaders in male grooming so the man in your life can join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code sided FANSIDED20. Yeah, I know we're both very excited about about this opportunity from Manscaped and the performance package 4.0 is here at last. So that's awesome. In this package, you can find their lawn mower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs and a travel bag. So that's a lot of stuff in one package. Pretty good. And you get it for 20% off. My favorite part of this pod is hearing Natalie say crop preserver ball deodorant <laughs> every week. And that can be yours with the code FANSIDED20. Just head over to manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping. Use our code FANSIDED, F-A-N-S-I-D-E-D-20 at manscaped.com. And we're ready to help you out over at Manscaped. So go check it out. Natalie, Katie, season, a lot of tears. We're hitting that point where people are getting attached. I think mm-hmm. people are a little sleep deprived and I officially know everyone's name on the episode. So I'm in a good <laughs> spot. I'm like very content at this point in the season. How are you feeling after last night's episode? Yeah, I feel like last night's episode was kind of sad all around for many reasons, but it was still a good episode. There were some negatives. Some of the, the dates were not my favorites, but Like you said, we're getting to the point in the season where things are really happening. They mentioned hometowns are in two weeks. So I'm excited for what's to come. And I did enjoy last night's episode, even if there were some weird moments. I'm glad you say it because we all know I'm quick to complain and just be like, (laughs) what are we doing here? But we we opened the episode. I call them like it should have been cut for like time or literally anything else. Mm -hmm. The whole... Caitlin delivering the message that the boys had to refrain from what they were referring to as self-care. And it's not that it was weird. It's that we don't see that moment anyway. And I don't get if we're going to have a follow-up on it. It was like 10 minutes of the most random. Are you trying to be like risque? Are you trying to be funny? Like what was the purpose of this challenge that we're never, ever going to see on our television screen? Yeah, that's what I did not understand either. It was like, all right, I guess it's a little funny. But the fact that Caitlin had to come in, explain it to them, and they all just were like, what? Oh, my God. Like, they looked so shocked. They blamed Blake for taking long showers. And I was just like, I don't want to, like, I feel weird watching this right now. 
<laughs> it was a little funny, but it was also weird, really weird. And yeah, there's no way to measure like the success here. <laughs> there's no like cameras in the bathroom. So this, there was no point. It was like shades of too hot to handle, which have yeah. you streamed the newest season? Yes, of course. Okay. Yeah, of course. We love all trash TV. And I mean, that show has it all on display. Like you see they have the nighttime cameras, the shower cameras. It was like a weird attempt to latch on to the success of that show. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, again, weird intro to the show. Um, okay, yeah, weird, but it got better. It got better because a little bit, maybe not. Mm-hmm. We had a one-on-one <laughs> with Justin and I like Justin. Justin, I think has a lot of personality, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if we've seen his connection with Katie in ways that we've seen it with other people. So I was really excited to see him get the one-on-one last night. Yeah, agreed. I feel like he's been a favorite just because of his facial expressions at everything. And he seems funny in that way. So I was also really excited. Like, all right, finally, Katie's going to have a one-on-one, get to know him. We're going to get to know him. But I feel like we didn't. He was very dry and I couldn't tell he was just nervous or he's boring. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, I got to... I'll say, how is someone with that, like, vibrant of a facial expression at any Mm -hmm. given moment so dry on the date? But they did him dirty with the date selection because we do this every season. They force everyone to, like, wear wedding dresses or propose. And it's just, it's an awful, awful date. Like, they did him so dirty with that date. They're asking him to write vows for Katie, a woman he's known for a whole two weeks at this Mm -hmm. point. And I just think it's a really awkward position to put someone in to showcase their personality when you have to essentially lie. There's no way you can write vows for someone you met two weeks ago. I know. Honestly, like front to back, I didn't like any of that date. I thought it was terrible. Like, I'm really not a fan of the wedding dates either, especially this early on. It's not like it's her final two or something like that. And it's like, yeah, you have to lie. You get in a wedding dress. It's weird. Like you're pretending you're getting married. It's just like, why? And then I thought that the segue into their dinner date or whatever was weird too, because then it was like, okay, how did it feel? Have you ever gotten close to getting engaged? No. And then Katie, you know, got emotional saying, you know, she doesn't have her dad in her life and talk, thinking about, you know, getting married, and not having him there. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. But I feel like just the way that it all happened I was like, these people just met. Like, I don't know. This is so unnatural. Everyone loves to remind me because I'm so (laughs) quick to be yelling at the TV like it's a football Mm -hmm. game. This is so stupid. No one would talk about this on a first date. And everyone loves to put me in my place and say, you know, the show expedites things. It's not, it's dating in a vortex or a bubble. But I'm with you. The, The segue felt unnatural and it's that dichotomy of like, I so admire Katie. I think she's incredibly well-spoken and transparent. Mm -hmm. And I really admire her ability to be so vulnerable, but I also hate seeing these moments on dates because they really are zero to 60. And um, it was one of those moments where I felt like I looked down at my phone and looked up and we skipped a couple chapters. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We skipped way too many chapters here. Yeah, I agree. It's just like, can't you just have fun? Why does it have to be so serious? So emotional. And like, you know, I'm not against sharing your feelings. That's natural. It's normal. But I don't know, it just felt so forced. And I didn't feel good about it. Right. And it it begs the question of 
we're sitting here in agreement and um, I feel like you are a very positive person and (laughs) perhaps sometimes I have a little more to complain about. So we're both not vibing with this date and Mm -hmm. I guess we're not the target audience, but like who enjoys like seeing people fake get married? Like that's something you do in the schoolyard as a kid. Mm -hmm. And then they're on a date, like that talk, like talking about trauma and he's not equipped to handle that conversation. And, it's still very raw for her. And I just, who enjoys this? I need someone to come out and explain to me what they enjoy watching every week of Katie working through like very raw feelings and these men looking uncomfortable. And we, we see it every season. And every time I'm like, who is enjoying this? I guess it's me watching every week, but <laughs> who enjoys watching it? I know. I would much rather have just a fun date. They're having fun, joking around. Like that would be so much better to watch. We love the funny dates where they have stupid challenges and embarrass themselves. That's fun, especially this early on. Like we're what halfway through the season. So it's still early. You can have these tough conversations when you actually think, okay, I might get engaged this guy like next week. Exactly. It seems like premature at this point. And you bring up a good point. I feel like we haven't, Katie is, you know, they were marketing her as like being goofy and bold and unfiltered. And I love that we've seen a more vulnerable and um, emotional side to her. But where's like the goofy dates? And I really thought we were going to get one with the group date when they bring in drag queens. And I'm like, hell yeah. Let's do the makeup, get these boys in drag. They're going to like lip sync for their lives. <laughs> I didn't do any of that. There was no makeup, no lip sync. Like what was the point of this date? They had the opportunity to really put on a show. And I feel so disappointed. Same. This group date was terrible. Probably the worst one so far this season because it was so awkward. Like I was just sitting there feeling so uncomfortable and I feel like the maybe more, obviously more happens than what we've seen, but the directions that they were given of like, okay, just prove why you're the right person for Katie. And it was like, okay, through what exactly? And poor Greg read a poem and they were like, boring, terrible. <laughs> like, like, it was, it was so bad. Like his accent a couple weeks ago, yeah. this week, I also, I'm guilty of like still being like, mm, sweet Greg. Yeah. But every week I'm cringing when he opens his mouth. I know. None of them understood the assignment, like truly. And it was just so, it was really hard to watch. I got nothing out of that. <laughs> so at this point, we're like an hour into the episode and we're both, you know, in different living rooms thinking like, <laughs> okay, what is this episode giving us? Yeah. Um, and I think it's hard to ask someone to like be like witty or comedic Mm -hmm. and the guys are all ganging up on Hunter at this point which it was funny when the queens came out and were like also ganging up on him a little Mm -hmm. bit like he must just have like energy where you meet someone you're like I don't like them like the energy was so off and I thought he handled himself pretty well he was very poised um we saw him you know break ankles and knees last week (laughs) And even though they came for him this week, he really didn't get angry. And I was ready for him to like pick a fight. And he just was like, I know how I feel about Katie and I'm going to ride this one out. And she seemed to eat it up. Yeah, I know. I never, I really have not understood the whole Hunter dilemma. He was aggressive last episode, but beyond that, I mean, 
I didn't really feel one way or the other about him. And it seems like everyone just straight up hated him. And I'm like, all right, there must be more than what we're seeing because he's not my favorite, but he's also not like the new Thomas that they were making him out to be. The new Thomas. It was like, as we see every season, one villain goes the next season. But they did bring up that I guess Hunter has a, a top four list. And it's so funny that anyone, again, same with Thomas, it's like, just don't, you can think these things. Mm-hmm. A word of advice, don't say them out loud. And I guess he's going around saying there's a, a top four list, which of course he puts himself on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Greg's on it and whatever, whatever. And these guys are twiddling their thumbs all day. Of course, rumors and it's going to, everyone's going to find out about this top four list, bro. Like, what were you thinking, thinking, telling someone that? Yeah, he was pretty cocky. I will say that. And another part of it, which I thought was hilarious was that James kept calling him out for being like a Bachelor super fan. And he was like, he's on these forums. And I'm like, do you mean the Bachelor subreddit? Because everyone watching is on that. I don't know what you're talking about. He sounded yeah like an old person like trying to articulate the internet like he he uses the Twitter it's like the forums bro like, say Reddit like everyone knows what Reddit is what are you yeah. talking about but then I was kind of like how would you know that unless you were also on there like yeah. someone else must have seen it yeah that was really weird I would just be like I've never heard him talk about this show before just because he knew that one person could get two one-on-ones in one season doesn't mean he's a super fan so I'm curious I hope someone clears that up sometime I know (laughs) I feel like I yeah you know some super fan actual super fan out there has already like pulled all the reddit receipts and be like this is his username this is his like alias he's commenting on this blah 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 I'm sure it's all out there already we're gonna have to do some some deep diving but again I don't think that's a reason to go from you know it's not like he came out and said I'm here to be the bachelor Mm -hmm. it just sounds like they needed to redirect their like negative energy to someone Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't like him, but I didn't hate him the way these men were like kind of getting catty. I think that's the other thing I do like about this part of the season is it, it's not quite mean girl cattiness, mm-hmm. but you can tell tensions. They're like, all right, we've been bunking up a little bit. We're getting a little bored, a little restless, and they're finding any excuse to get that negative energy out. Agreed. And I'm, I'm honestly, I'm shocked that they're all besties with Blake now and they didn't just turn him into the new villain. That was like a one week, like, damn, we're not happy you're here. And then the next week they're like, this guy takes long showers. It's hilarious. I'm like, okay, you guys are best friends now. Fine. He seems very likable. Yeah. I just, I feel like I said this last week and the week before and before (laughs) that, I, don't have bad vibes from him like I am not personally like wowed by Blake Mm -hmm. but I can't imagine hating him and he seems very like amicable yeah he must be likable yeah that's true I I didn't get a bad feeling from him with Tasha season I just didn't really like him I thought he was kind of weird but this season I think he is redeeming himself and obviously Katie likes him a lot and he seems very nice so okay sure (laughs) That's all we could hope for our, our friends. They're, yeah. they're dating someone nice enough. Yeah. So that is definitely. We'll talk a little bit more about Blake because um, he swoops in, saves the day. Um, and I have some thoughts on that. But we got to talk about Connor because 
Connor's got a lot of screen time this season. Yeah. He, he came in hot with the cat suit. Everyone ripped him apart early on. Um, Katie, I think Katie came out and said watching her kiss him was like the hardest scene to watch. Mm-hmm. And I sh- we should have known then that there was an issue with the kissing because Katie is saying that she vibes with him and the only time she doesn't feel the spark is when they kiss. And... So very politely just saying, like, it's not there. Yeah. So he gets the one-on-one. And I guess he's just as bad of an athlete as he is a kisser because he could not hang in this volleyball game. Mm -hmm. They do, you know, the double date. And you just can read the writing on the wall at this point. He is not wowing her on the group date, physically not wowing her. But they dragged it out so long. so long like we knew what was coming yeah it was like a slow slow painful death unwarranted I know it was really awkward to watch especially because I feel like Katie was hinting to Caitlin like you know the spark's not there I don't feel anything when I kiss him and then Caitlin kept saying to Jason like oh they just need to kiss and then she'll know and it's like so if she doesn't like it he's going home okay um and yeah that was awkward I liked Connor because he's he seems like a very genuine guy like super cute but I mean if you're not attracted you're not attracted so it was very funny that it was like yeah you're friends with him you like him as a friend she's like I think he's so great da 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 it's like yeah you like him as a friend this is the realization you're having and I wish she would have just come out and said that yeah, like, I know it's not romantic, but I'm sure that's part of like the dating process is some people just are better off as friends. Mm-hmm. So the weird tiptoe around how there's no spark when we kiss and like, just say you really like him as a friend and move on with this episode. Producers like keep it up. I know the tears, Natalie, what was up with how dramatic this was? They were weeping. They both were weeping over this long, slow death of a breakup. And I was not prepared for that reaction. I know. I feel like Katie's been more emotional than I thought she would be this season. Like, it seems like she's getting very emotional over everything, which, I mean, I don't blame her, but it is interesting. And (laughs) yeah, this was tough. I feel like she just felt bad because he was such a nice guy. And of course, he's heartbroken. But uh, and then he (laughs) just the whole kissing thing was terrible, too, because like we were just saying, it's like, okay, she only saw him as a friend. But now he's so fixated on like, I'm a bad kisser. It's just literally the kissing part. He was like, how bad of a kisser am I? And I was like, oh, so cringe. It was pretty cringy. I did appreciate that they kept that in as he's like wiping away a stream of tears, like leaning back in his like confessional interview, like mm-hmm. how bad am I? Like having an existential crisis. And um, I was like, all right, now we're back to some good TV because mm-hmm. as cringy as it was, it was chef's kiss. It was so mm-hmm. nice. Um, but it seemed like he was also kind of a favorite among the guys. They seemed pretty yes. shaken up to you um, that he was going home. And I know everyone loved to, to mean the Greg, Connor bromance that was going on so he does seem like a nice guy but we're in it for love Katie. yeah we're in it for <laughs> no more. Katie's got enough friends we don't need to go on national tv to find friendships so you know uh taking it back by the tears it was pretty cringy um I'm sure Connor will be just fine out in the wild he does seem like a great guy 
And in the midst of Katie's breakdown and all the tears, one person in particular came in to save the day. And we're going to talk about that right after this break. So something I find interesting when they bring people back who have already had the bachelor experience, mm -hmm. they always seem to have like extra help from the producers. Like they mm -hmm. know what is or isn't available. And last night, Blake rolls through and is playing music for Katie in her moment of weakness. And he gets like some one-on-one -on -one time with her. And I feel like it's a privilege given to people who have been on the show before because they are like confident or comfortable enough to ask for like extra help, mm -hmm. which is just my own hypothesis. <laughs> but Blake swoops in, like he basically got a one-on-one -on -one date without being asked on a one-on-one -on -one date. And I love like the tenacity of this move, mm -hmm. but as a, a purist and someone <laughs> who enjoys some structure, he's cheating. He's <laughs> cheating the conning the system. So I was very charmed by it at the end of the day, but there's a small part of me that's like, he's cheating. Like that's not fair to everyone else, but it was really stinking cute. I know I'm with you. I'm so back and forth about it because yeah, he's definitely like friends with the producers at this point, you know, like he knows them I'm sure. And was just very proactive about like, yeah, let me go do something that I'm sure they'll say yes to. Cause I know them and I know this process. So there's that. And then on the other hand, it's like, <laughs> Poor Greg, like he's just so he doesn't know what he's doing. And he didn't like he doesn't know anything about the franchise, which is fine. But you know, he would never do anything like that. But at the same time, like he could if he wanted to be bold. So gotta commend Blake for for going for it, I guess. You gotta be bold. If you want camera time and Katie time, you have to be bold which is again, why I don't think we'd ever survive on this show. We'd nope. be like voted off week one in the corner. Yeah, we'd be like, please, I don't want to do any more interviews. Trauma, I have none. Like, don't, <laughs> don't interview me. So bold is good, like you said. And I did think Katie, I don't think anything Blake does is like overwhelmingly charming or extreme. Mm -hmm. Katie's swooping. You can tell she's like giddy when she sees him. Yeah. And then they made out for like an hour straight and everyone, I kept seeing everyone on Twitter, like Connor at home is watching this and it's so sad. <laughs> uh, terrible. But yeah, they obviously have, they have a, a big connection already. So yeah, it's pretty obvious that I think Greg was like America's favorite right off the bat. And Blake seems to really have a hold over Katie. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out over the next few episodes um but Blake's there like he came in knowing it was Katie like eyes on the prize mm -hmm. and I feel like he's doing it right because and it's I always wonder if the guys in the house know what he's up to or is it just <sighs> done behind the scenes probably behind the scenes because I could imagine that even though these guys this season are really nice I could imagine they would get mad and then there's no way they wouldn't include that footage in there so it has to be a secret. That is such a good point. Again, I'm falling victim to the producers. You're so right that if they were going to stir the pot, we would have seen it. So good on Blake. RIP Connor. Um, that's brutal way to go out on national television. But Blake is, is winning me over. I say it every week. I, I see it. I'm charmed. It mm -hmm. seems comfortable and natural. So he's still kind of in my number one spot. 
Um, but we never end these episodes on a high note, right? We have to go back to, to the villain and the drama. And of course, we're still talking about Hunter, who is in what I think is the worst outfit, a white tuxedo. <laughs> why, bro? Like, why is no one told you to wear this like awful jacket? It's not helping your case. I was like kind of on your side for a little bit. And mm-hmm. you look like at that point, I was like, he's got to go. He's got to go. So yeah, I, I knew once I saw the white jacket, I was like, he's out of here. <laughs> Send him home, Katie. Said It's time. It's time. I know. I feel like Hunter is doing the bold that he thinks Blake is doing. Like he's trying to put that much energy into it, but it's like, no, you're just being obnoxious about it. Just no. Just being obnoxious. I think it's a spiky hair too. Um, I always say it's not right to bully someone on their appearance, mm-hmm. but his hair, he can change, right? Yeah. That's, that's kind of fair game. I don't know. The spiky hair, bro, no one spikes their hair like that anymore. That's like not in. And it's very easy to hate him when the whole house has convinced me he's a nightmare. And then he just has this very like, I just want to brush his hair like Mm -hmm. flatten it a little bit (laughs) but maybe I just I need to let it go he's gone but (laughs) the hair it makes me so irrationally angry no spiky hair on the bachelorette not allowed yeah like you're not in a boy band from like 2002 (laughs) um yeah so I guess Katie's in agreement though because despite you know trying to get some clarity from Hunter she ultimately sends him home and we kind of also, like I said, we saw it coming. She was alluding to it. They tried to drag it out. But I was surprised by the people she did send home. But also, I don't know who she would have sent home of the men she kept. So we're at that point in the season where I don't know who's going home anymore. Yeah. And she sent home Aaron, James, and Trey, who I really liked all of them. I know, me too. I really think that she was like, all right, all the drama, just get rid of it kind of thing. But I think that, I mean, Aaron, I know we always, <laughs> every episode he has some agenda and he's always angry at someone, but he seemed like he was genuine. James was really nice and cute and Trey was awesome. I really like Trey. So I'm surprised that Brendan is still there, the, the Canadian guy. <laughs> he had no screen time, barely. And Mike P. I'm sorry. Yes. Is Mike P. Like he doesn't really talk. I don't know. He seems nice, like nice enough. Mm-hmm. But I, we haven't seen much of his personality outside the time they like traumatized him week <laughs> one or whatever it was. Um, yeah, I made him do the whatever. Not the point. So yeah, I was kind of surprised. Trey's exit interview that he did though, he was like holding back tears in his little like cheetah jacket. Yeah. which was so charming but you could tell he's holding back tears and then he's also kind of talking in circles Mm -hmm. like word vomit you do when you're nervous or upset and he's acting like it was like he got voted off like survivor or something because he was kind of like I played the game right and I know I made my parents proud and I'm like I know this is kind of a competition but like I feel like you're blending intentions here like this isn't you know, your high school basketball career ending. (laughs) It just was spiraling and they kept letting him go. Mm -hmm. And I was like, just cry. I would have rather cried than, you know, I hope I made my mom and dad proud. (laughs) I did it my way. And 
I, as much as I cringed, I was charmed by it because he just seems like such a sincere guy, good energy. Yeah, I agree. You could definitely tell he was fighting back tears, which is always rough, but he'll be fine too. Just like Connor, he'll be fine. (laughs) I know, especially when, you know, they have the opportunity to kind of become influencers and your life is forever changed after you've come on this show. So yeah, my, my feelings of feeling sad are very fleeting <laughs> when I'm like, you have an entire new career opportunity. You've made some amazing friends. I'm sure you have a gaggle of women in your DMs. Like the world is your oyster. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel that bad, but it is hard in the moment for me to like watch them so upset. Yeah, but we're dwindling. You brought it up earlier in the episode. Uh, hometowns are not that far away. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe that. Are we getting real hometowns this season? Like actual hometowns? I'm not sure. I saw like in the teasers, they showed parents or relatives, but I couldn't tell where they were. So I'm not sure, honestly. I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't. I don't know. It's my favorite part. I know. I know a lot of like the houses are fake and whatnot, <laughs> but like I like to pretend it's real. And I think it's funny to see everyone in their element yeah. after being in this bachelor bubble for so long. So I do miss the authentic air quotes hometowns. Um, but the fact that they're only, you know, two weeks away is absurd to me. I feel like we just started this season. I know. And this season ends early, right? I know that Katie has said like it ends like on a, a non-traditional way type of thing. And I think it does end early. So I feel like from here on out, she's going to be sending home guys just left and right. And I'm ready for it. Me too. I do like <laughs> how decisive she is. Um, mm-hmm. Despite the Connor stuff, I feel like that might have been played up by production. She is very like to the point. Let's be concise. Let's be decisive and make choices and get the show on the road. And I don't know, I think her, her mind's made up already personally, but mm-hmm. we're going to have to ride it out these next few weeks. Um, and I'm excited for it. I think it'll be a good season. Um, and I don't know, we'll see. Less, less vomiting and tears than this past week, I hope, in the future. That's my hope for the next few weeks. Agreed. And less wedding dresses because we don't need that. We're done. Bachelor producers, it's been a minute since I dir- like, directly addressed you. <laughs> this is a like plea. If there's anything you've ever listened to me say, no more wedding dresses. And I, and Natalie, I know we're not alone in feeling that way because I saw it on my timeline. Mm-hmm. Other people are also just over this, like playing dress up and reciting fake vows. It's weird. It's, yeah. it's weird. It's outdated. No more wedding dresses. Uh, until the end of the show, because we do want a wedding out of all of this. So as we patiently wait for the real wedding, we hope you guys ride with us all season long. We'll be recording weekly. Go like, subscribe, leave a comment and a review for the podcast. We appreciate appreciate you all so dearly. And we hope you join us next week.